Welcome to the Survival Podcast for people who take movies too seriously. I'm Johnny, and uh, Shane couldn't be here this week. Funnily enough, he just randomly turned into dust one morning. And I had a few guests lined up to replace him. Half of them, at least, turned to dust. Yeah. Uh, hence the delay, why there hasn't been an episode in a while. <laughs> but uh, sitting across from me is Gordon from Those Conspiracy Guys. Hey, Johnny. Uh, and that's technically... Until you call that a spoiler, nobody knows it's a spoiler. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but I yeah. guess if you're listening to this and it has anything to do with Infinity War in the title, you should probably be prepared for spoilers. Yeah, yeah. There's so much stuff on Reddit and, and on YouTube that I was just going, skip, skip, skip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so many jokes, so many like memes of the dust. That, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, I was like, yeah, I can't be. I have to go see this now. Yeah, there's you know? loads of... Uh, One's going around Twitter where it was like Infinity War spoilers out of context. Yeah. And if you look at them, you, you wouldn't really know what I'm... Like, I did, even what I just said, people wouldn't really know what I'm talking about. I was like, okay, so somebody turns to dust. Yeah. In... I read... I, I saw something, something in a title of a, a Reddit post. It was like something, 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 dust. And the whole time I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, fuck. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. <laughs> Where's the dust? Where's the dust? And then just at the very, very end, and it just it was like, ah... Oh. Right. See, I didn't know that at all, at least. Yeah. But, um, yeah, usually if we were doing a film that's, like, st- still in theatres, I would try to not have spoilers until, like, the halfway mark. Yeah, fuck it. Because I want to get the download from the people that, that don't go to the cinema <laughs> that are waiting for... They're uh, going to watch it. There's a good there's a good uh, downloadable version online as well. It's a T... A t- uh, uh, not T-S-Sync, but... Oh yeah, yeah. There's like a good, a good. Uh, I thought you were going to give out the link. To, it's, to audio. A it's, it's not like perfect video, but it's good enough to to know the crack if you want to just get it done. You know, if you can't afford the twelve dollars yeah. or whatever. I saw it in IMAX. Same. Well, I saw it in fake IMAX, but I fucking hate three D glasses. Hate them. Oh, I just saw it. Yeah, I went to the audience saw it on, in iSense. I'd love to so. see it in that without three D. Yeah, I was walking I into the theater and your one handed to me, and I was like, "Oh fuck, is this in three D?" And she's like, yeah, it's IMAX. And I'm like, um, I just bought it because it was at five o'clock. Your man didn't tell me it was in IMAX or in 3D. I just goes, when's the next Infinity War? It's like five o'clock. I'm like, quick, give it to me. Yeah, I think going to the, it should be like when you buy non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. When you go to the counter, they tell you, oh, it's non-alcoholic. They make sure you know it's non-alcoholic. Yeah, it just won't get you <laughs> fucked up. You're sitting at home with like nine bottles empty. <laughs> yeah. You're draining nine bottles. You're like... Fuck's sake. But there's times I've ac- almost accidentally bought non-alcoholic beer. Because they always look so nice. Yeah. Or it's just like so cheap. I'm <laughs> like, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. <laughs> Six bottles of Heineken for two euro. I always but they that. always tell you. Yeah, I think they should. It should be ob- obligatory. Yeah. The movie we're talking about is Avengers Infinity War, just in case you hadn't known. Yeah, we actually hadn't said the uh, yeah. the main title, <laughs> yeah. just the subtitle. But uh, yeah, uh, this is... Um, oh, not a weird one for us because we've done superhero stuff on the show before we've yeah. done civil war sort of like yeah. talking about what would happen if there was superhero people in the world like and which superhero would win and all this stuff yeah well more what would happen to you if they all start to fight each other oh, we'd all be in the crossing. yeah of course um but this scenario is like this is definitely too big for this podcast as, as a scenario so we're probably mostly just going to talk about the movie as in oh we we'll put we we'll pull out some you know uh, global global destruction <clears throat> scenarios yeah well the way i see it because normally we at the end of this these episodes we always like 
decide whether we would be capable of surviving. But in this case, it's we've a toss of a coin. We've got fifty fifty chance. We've got yeah. as good of a chance as Peter Parker or Steve Rogers. Like, so I find we we probably have a better chance if we had an upcoming sequel movie to our franchise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, or if we didn't have an upcoming sequel movie to our franchise, we probably yeah, but better survive. Ch- yeah, yeah. Well, that's a theory for later on, I guess. Right? Yeah, but also like some one of those characters also have like a younger sister who can easily replace them, <laughs> <laughs> who who's probably a more likable character. And where was Ant Man? Come on, it's house arrest. Yeah, or he was just there. You couldn't see him. Yeah, he was just bombing around the place. Yeah, with those weird alien dogs. I guess so. The the big question to start off with is, what did you think of it? I I really enjoyed it. Now I have to say, three D is not my sport. Yeah, I wear glasses. I'm minus eight point four. Uh, oh really? To short sightedness. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking really bad. You know. How so my glasses have this very uh, very weird effect when I wear three D glasses that it ends up making more levels of three D then it's necessary because already the light is getting refracted in such a tight space because yeah. I pay for like uh, lenses that are tinned. Yeah, yeah. So like at the sides of my vision, if I'm looking at like blue lights or red lights or even like on, on YouTube, you know when you have like a blue background and any other color seems like raised up above that? Yeah, so yeah. So the effect of that for me is much more exaggerated. Right, right. So whenever they put those, um, I know it's not done with colors, but it's done with uh, like the how the light refracts through the lens. So yeah. I'm getting like multiple refractions through the 3D lens into my glasses lens and then into my eye because it's too far away from wearing my glasses. So what I have to do is pull the fucking 3D lenses out of the frames and just stick them onto my own oh, glasses. Oh, wow. So it takes about a half an inch of distance away. You're like Tony Stark in the first Iron Man. <laughs> it's just demented. Just together your own glasses. It's demented. But I have to like hold them there. I have to watch the movie with my two fingers up against my glasses like this. And I can only see like a very small central uh, section of the f- screen is actually in focus. And everything else has that weird like... Um, uh, I guess distorted or, or or RGB separated view, mm. so I didn't get to see all the beautiful stuff at the sides, right? But I got to see the movie. I'm looking forward to seeing it in normal, but the important stuff I got to see, and I was pretty happy with it. Like I thought, the movie was great. It felt like a leaving cert for uh, uh, Marvel movies. <laughs> all those the first eighteen films, yeah, the, the mocks. Like. This is yeah. This is kind of like you know you were doing a subject. Uh, you know you did your maths, your English, your Irish. You had a bit of science, geography, history, a bit of German. You know, <laughs> uh, and then finally the summer exam comes, and you have to just know everything from all of them in a very short space of time. Like there was callbacks and references and character quirks and traits, and there was. Uh, I was surprised at just how many callbacks. So were many. in in little things as well that you might not even pick up on and them. if you didn't pick up on them it didn't really matter for this movie but if you did pick up on them there was a great reward it's improved greatly yeah. and i think that those marvel movies do have that like the crossovers in civil war uh black panther even in in ant-man or even with deadpool where they had the x-men crossover and now deadpool 2 was going to have a much more involved yeah. x-men crossover so uh like with x-force and stuff yeah, like that yeah. so it just it just seems those guys really have their shit like tagged on Disney know exactly what they're doing they don't fuck around and I'd say the script supervisors are paid a million bajillion to make sure everything is right yeah yeah 
like the movie starts off it's most, without kissing like it's straight into hard fucking you're on that thing yeah. Thanos has has uh, it's one uh, of the greatest openers I've seen because it's just like when the you stakes are so high the before uh, the Marvel logos even disappeared you hear the distress signal yeah oh and if you've seen Thor Ragnarok you know straight away what's happened and you're yeah. like holy shit and it's it reminded me of the opening to Empire Strikes Back yes straight but, in no kissing yeah and just they introduce or even in the first Star Wars last Jedi where, or whatever is what I'm saying but where they just you're introduced to fucking Dark Vader straight away yeah. and you know he's the bad guy they do the same with Thanos we already have seen him so we know he's the bad guy but if you were to only see this if this was to be your first Marvel film and that's the thing it tells you straight yeah. away what's with each Marvel film you could watch it and not have watched any of them so there was some ancillary episodes like uh, uh, to the series like Black Panther you didn't really have to have watched Black Panther even though like the main uh, final battle occurs yeah. in Wakanda you could just be like, oh yeah, he's the lad from Civil War and his dad got blown up. And there was there was at least a mention of it. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have to watch the whole Black Panther. But if you do, you know the characters. Like, you're like, why is that teenage girl doing an operation on, on Vision? Like, yeah, what's, yeah. You know, that, but you would put, like, you would easily put together. Well, yeah. obviously she's a she's genius. She's the science officer. Like, that's the crack. Like, there's not, like you know, she's not a normal teenage girl. Exactly. Um, so I think a lot of those... Uh, <sighs> nods and character like when i i was nearly i was nearly scrabbling to remember why cap black widow and falcon falcon and... were were like exiled i was like oh fuck yeah. why was that again why why did that happen again how did that happen and that's obviously the result of civil, civil war, war. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah so um and then bucky is like in wakanda yeah. chopping trees down like how the fuck did that happen? You know, all the, I trying to remember. But did, and did you remember after the? Because he was put there at, at the end of he was hiding because they were still hunting for him that's after what civil it is, war. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wanted to go under again because he didn't think he was clear yet. Yeah, that he'd he could still be brainwashed Activated. or whatever. Yeah. But but the, those little things, those little rewards. If you were able to remember them, class. I just watched Black Panther like you know a few weeks beforehand, and uh, all of that stuff is still very fresh. So the characters, like the general and. Uh, you know some of the some of the warriors or, or the the guy from the mountain tribe uh, yeah i fucking love him uh, whoa like that that was really cool and him fighting if you didn't know who he was because you didn't see him in civil war if you didn't know who he was it held no emotional weight his fate yeah. w- there was no emotional weight to him being killed or not killed but the fact that he was just baiting the shit out of lads you're yeah, like that's yeah. pretty cool like on a one-dimensional level so it's a nice it was a nice mix good movie great pacing it felt like it could be released as a uh, an episodic series of like 20 minutes each and it was very deftly split yeah the timeline was nice and congruous and the little chunks we get to see a little bit from here and then we foom over to wakanda and then foom down to like scotland and foom to here and there yeah, yeah. so it was nicely paced and i was satisfying. very impressed how they actually fit in like so many like yeah. subplots happening not in different in different countries, but on different planets, yes, all at yeah. the same time yeah. and linking together. And it didn't feel like ah, come on now. Like there was no massive time jump. There was no part where you're thinking like, this is too far. This is too much. Um, I suppose we talk about the plot points and stuff. But when they went to when they went to uh, what's the name of that planet? Varamir. Varamir, yeah. And uh, uh, Thanos had to try to get the Soul Stone. I don't want to spoil it. Try to get the Soul Stone. That was a real emotional, yeah. like, and that all happened within, like, a 20-foot 
square uh, uh, space on the ground. Yeah, yeah. But like the setting, like the, the background, all the stuff and the emotional weight that was placed on that scene, you're like, fuck. And then you go to one of the scenes from like earlier on in the movie where it's set over thousands of miles and there's chases and the lads baiting each other and there's a big like fight in space. They're fighting on Titan, I think it is. Yeah. And like Doctor Strange is making uh, uh, like yellow Portals discs and, for fucking... Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name Chris Chris Pratt to jump on and box Star-Lord. man to the, yeah, yeah. box man to the face and all. like there was there was emotional weight in all of those scenes and it, you knew the characters you'd watched the movies you'd done your time with these people and you're like I want to I want to I want to see them succeed yeah whereas yeah. in a lot of superhero movies I find that it's like I don't really care if they live or die and I know they're always going to live because they're fucking sequels so you know what fuck it like I'll just enjoy it for a visual feast yeah, but it doesn't really have the same um, emotional weight as, say, like a movie where you don't know what's going to happen yeah. at the end. But I think Marvel have built their characters very well. Even if you know oh, some of these characters have sequels coming up, I think just seeing those characters, I think I, I can get drawn in to the scene. It's yeah. not until the credits roll and I'm like, well, I'm going to see him again. Because even if they were going to kill these characters off permanently, well, it's only going to be like. In another few years, the rights will go to somebody else and they'll reboot. Just bring it back into a different universe. You know, like if, yeah. if Andrew Garfield died in the last Spider-Man, they'd still have rebooted Spider-Man with Tom Holland. You know, it's like yeah. you're going to see Spider-Man again either way. So it's it's, just tell a different section of yeah, the life for different stories. I'm like, There's it, so many Iron Man <laughs> stories to tell. There's so many, you know, Captain America stories to tell. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, I don't think, like, there's never consequences to really killing any character off anywhere anyway. Unless it's like... A drama film. Game <laughs> of Thrones. I don't the consequences Game of, of tr- killing motherfuckers Sorry? means that they stay dead. Like, well, except Jon Snow. But that's the t- when Jon Snow died. Again, I should re-edit this or so. Spoiler for Game of Thrones. Like you, that's fucking treat nearly three years ago now. Yeah, come on, if you haven't watched it. Get the fuck over it. Well, yeah, that's true. But everybody knew Jon Snow was coming back. That's the because he was the yeah. character you couldn't kill off. Yeah. But I still thought his the, he, he, ending it in that finale because you have to wait a whole season to see how he comes back. Yeah, and then they actually or how long it takes for him to come back. Yeah, and that's the thing. And then what it took like in the three episodes before yeah. he actually came back. So there was emotional there was, weight there. Yeah, a yeah. lot of people died protecting his dead body and all this stuff. Yeah. So like there was emotional weight and circumstance and consequence. Yeah, but and I think the same that will apply to Avengers I th- Four. I think if it doesn't, they're in for a real stinker. No, I, I think everybody that was left at the end ends up having to sacrifice themselves to bring the others back at some... Maybe not everybody, but... The others... The, like, that's the thing, okay? You have to describe what happened at the end to explain that point. Well, maybe we'll get to that. Actually, yeah, yeah. maybe we'll hold that off until the end. Stick a pin in it. Because we, we'll I don't want the whole podcast to turn to dust. Yeah. <laughs> back to the beginning for a second. Uh, I t- do you, would you agree that this was just... Well, maybe Thanos is as well, but Thor, Thor and Thanos stole this movie big time. I thought Thor has Thor and 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 Hemsworth has really fucking knocked out of the park. Like Thor, the first one really good. I love the second first one. one. Okay, Ragnarok whopper. Yeah, I know him. He's from work. <laughs> fucking love that shit, man. That's a great line. And. We got to see a real like Ragnarok seems like a, a deleted scenes or like a like a you know a Christmas special of Thor. It does actually, yeah, Do you know like I mean? a very well produced yeah. Christmas special. And we got That's to see really his personality, yeah. he, how he reacts to people, how he interacts. Like 
he, you know, we didn't have uh, what's your one's name? Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman yeah. fucking sniffing around his Says cock. A lot that I can't remember the characters. Name. Yeah, like sniffing around his Mickey, and your one from Two Broke Girls being like, "I'm quirky, I'm quirky." Your fucking your your mouth looks like a burn victim's vagina. Go away from television, you fucking scaldy mot. So, like, entirely unfunny. She's as funny as a tumor in Two Broke Girls. <laughs> like, it's bad. Yeah, that's a pretty awful show. Um, I kind of liked her in the tour. For uh, no, she's trying to be too quirky, man. Yeah, she kind of comes across like that sort of classic Joss Whedon kind of character. Yeah, she's like Zooey Deschanel with fucking, like, a, a, an insulin response problem. Do you know what I mean? It's just not... Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work. I wear a suit to work, but I also wear red Converse with it, so you know I'm quirky. Yeah. I have a a coloury bow tie. But, like, uh, Dark World gave a nice, like... It was Dark World? Is that the second one? That's the second one, yeah, yeah. That gave a nice, uh, uh, like, uh, a character context for Loki. And gave a kind of a backstory. Even though, spoilers, uh, Loki, like, kind of bows out of this one pretty quick. Pretty quickly. Um there is emotional weight there. You, you you want that character to succeed. And even though he's a cunt in the first one, you're kind of going like, yeah, well, that's what's expected. We expect this shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's a pup. And he has no, he has no loyalty, he has no allegiances. And then Ragnarok, when you're meeting, and, and like, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, but you can the absolutely, dad You can like, understand. You know, Sorry, Tinder. Anthony Hopkins is, is, is per- like perfect. He's in for yeah. a very short time. But perfect. Like, really, really good movie, Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. But I can even, even in the original, the first Thor and the first Avengers, I can kind of understand Loki's motivation sure. as well. Like, Sure, he's a, the ado- the quintessential adopted, you know, uh, uh, ne'er-do-well. And him in, is it the first Thor where him and Odin have that scene? It's like a Shakespearean yeah. fucking scene where they're just screaming at each yeah. other. Andy like Hopkins is Whopper Man. Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking perfect choice. But in that scene, you, you feel for Loki, like yeah. you can understand him. You can, and then the sec- dark world m- makes you really understand them, mm-hmm. and puts it into a thing where he may- he may have, like, changed Thor's outlook on life. Yeah, yeah. And brought him a little bit closer to the dark side to go like, you can't be fucking good all the time, boss. And we see that exercise then in the character development in Ragnarok, because he d- he doesn't make all the right choices, but the consequences of all of his choices bear fruit. And yeah, he's like, yeah. yeah, I take what I get. And it really advanced his character. So much so that he's like, sometimes you don't win all the time. Yeah, well, he makes the, a very hard choice at the end. Yeah. Where just like, to cause Ragnarok. Yeah. And I, I, didn't, I, know I, like, I didn't want to spoil that either. But like, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. but that's the thing. Like, because because he he can't save, you can't save everybody. That's yeah. the thing for Thor. And he believed that he could because of righteousness. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, sometimes righteousness isn't enough yeah that was the whole sort of moral question not moral question but that was the point of age of ultron as well yeah. that you can't save everybody yeah and that well, ultron's decision was to therefore just kill everybody yeah um quid pro quo clarice but the thing th- is we've had this problem of a giant world destroying enemy like every so often you know galactus ultron I thought you were talking about real life for a second. Like, and real life. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, AIDS. Yeah. Cancer, famine. Like, the shit looms. And it's, you can't defeat it. It's the human condition. Like, even the most positive person in the world, you know, has terrible dark thoughts. You can't make those things go away. You have to learn to live with them. 
and what the whole Thor character got over and you know in these final battles with Thanos and with everybody else like he's like I'm willing to sacrifice myself because you know you can't win everything yeah you have to try and he was he was kind of a bit of a like if I don't win then I'm not playing yeah, in the first yeah. movie, and he, yeah, he changed yeah. his character, and it became less of a kind of a spoiled brat. Well, yeah, and in this one, and he even has that line. That's uh, it's that scene with him and Rocket. I never thought I would feel as emotional about a scene in which with the oh, giant dwarf. <laughs> no, before that, I, I'll get to that. No, no, the scene where Thor and Rocket kind of have the heart to heart, but like just to be that like emotionally invested in a scene where a half blind space pirate talks to a talking raccoon. Yeah. And it's played so uh, straight. straight. It's so straight and yeah. just like when he he talks when he lists like all his friends that are yeah. dead and stuff. And Rocket's just like, "I've lost my father, yeah, my brother." And what about your mother? Killed by a dark elf. Yeah, a best friend stabbed through the heart. Yeah, and when he and he says like, "But you know, at least I, I have nothing left to lose." And it's you the, feel really bad for him, and he's yeah. like got one eye at that point. But that's the quintessential hero's journey. That yeah. is the hero's journey. That's the story of Christ. Like that's the, <laughs> that's the the Frodo goes across the whole map. At that point, you know. though, I did almost laugh in that film because who he reminded me of was was, was Rickety Cricket from All yes. Sunny. Because oh it's just like his progression of just that's a meme <laughs> waiting to happen. Like, he's just worse in every movie. He oh loses. Jesus and that's why Christ! I, I How so, many Rickety Cricket? Marvel memes are going to come. <laughs> you got to, you and your people got to get on that shit. Got to get a t-shirt. Oh. Not even t-shirts. Just start that shit on Reddit. Put them up on Marvel and try and get your man. What's his name? Clark. What's his face? Who plays Rickety Cricket? I, can't, I don't actually know. Get get him to be like that's. He has to go as Thor. That's why I didn't want. I, I was so oh disappointed when Rocket gave him the new eye because so I was like, oh, I'd been better if he just kept. The like person yeah. with each movie, like, yeah, lose a few teeth, loses an arm this time. He gets a bucky <laughs> arm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's um, t- yeah, Thor, Thor's journey. Like Tony Stark, I could have took a lift with this movie. Like I didn't. Tony was a bit of a prick. I, I, I haven't seen this pointed out before, but I um thought it was again. This goes back to sort of how the Marvel movies in ways you don't even realize they're doing our reference in previous movies. So I really liked that Tony in this one, he was the one that was given most of the interactions with Thanos. Yes. And then Doctor Strange. On Titan, yeah. Yeah. But um, the reasoning, he was trying to reason with Thanos yeah. the same way he tried to reason. But I thought it was so clever because in Civil War, yeah. he was the one who was arguing for this outside force to keep people with superpowers in check. And now in this movie, he's arguing with this super outside force yeah. who wants to keep the entire universe in check. Yeah. It was like his view, his, his philosophy from Civil War came back to haunt him. Like, yeah. But that's, that's I, I think there's more of a commentary. And when the, when the first comics were written, this was a time in uh, like American society where libertarianism was being born and they didn't want control of big government and they didn't want... A global oligarchy, and they didn't. We're getting into conspiracy shit now, but like, that's kind of that's kind of the metaphor of this whole movie. Is like, do we want to, for the betterment of everyone, give autonomous control to a a, a global a global oligopoly who are going to fucking make decisions unilaterally across all industry, uh, culture, uh, informational uh, uh, new like news uh, info. Um, 
medicine, food, like five companies produce all the food in the world. Five companies produce all the music and movies in the world. Five companies produce all the fucking news. Like mm. that's a very small amount and it looks like it's way more. But really it's the fingers on the glove of yeah, one yeah. hand. And like one of the stones is for news and one of the stones is for entertainment and one of the stones is for food and one is for medicine. And it's the same hand running them all. Like that's well, isn't that kind of a the natural thing, like, thing that happens too? Like when you even look at in the creative field, like isn't it like f- almost all the best-selling books of all time have been bought by like five percent of the authors that have lived? Five percent of musicians are responsible for a hundred percent of the number one. Hit. You know, it's like is that because of talent or is it because people are sheep? And when they see something that's medium popular, they're like, oh, that must be popular. So they jump on it too, and it ends up driving it into... Like, only in the last 20 years have we seen records being broken that were set 50 years ago. And then since then, Mm. they've been broken faster and faster and faster. more Like, it's like a frog jumping towards a wall, and every jump is half the distance. Like, he'll never actually reach the wall, but the distances are getting shorter and shorter. So it's like 1960, that was broken in, like, 1998. That was broken in 2003. That was broken in 2005. And now it's, like, mere weeks or months between records getting broken for sales of, of, uh, or downloads of songs and all that stuff. So I think the fact that, like, 5% of the people in the world run 95% of the shit is because the 95% just go, well, I don't want to do it. Why don't you do it? And if they do, if 1% of them do strike back, the other 94 are like, shut up. Because if they stop doing it, we'll have to do it. And I think it is a kind of a, um, a, 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 what would you say, a herd mentality. Yeah, yeah. Where if somebody is lagging behind and you're getting chased by lions, you're just like, let fucking Limpy Mick over here Take, take, the, hey Mick, look over there, huh? Um, like, good night. That's the way it works. Yeah, yeah. And when you're talking about like pe- the people who create music or who create media are that popular, you just have to look at YouTube and and the massive rise in um followers, downloads, uh, subscribers, ad revenue, like all that stuff is massively exponential. So let's take Logan Paul for example. Tweet. I hate giving him fucking airtime, but he is one of those cultural characters that you have to, yeah. you have to understand why he's so popular, or else the world is fucked. Like yeah. I'm losing faith in humanity, like slowly day by day with conspiracy theories as it is. But when you see something like the success of Logan Paul, you're like, oh my god, why? Why are people? Do you know? So he had a bunch of followers, a couple of million, and then he started doing a daily vlog, and it turned into millions and millions and millions. And because it was millions and millions and millions, he got loads of money and he got sponsored and he got syndicated and Disney jumped on and all this stuff. Everybody started jumping on the Paul brothers, right? Yeah. Then they had loads of fucking money. So that means he could do anything. What did he do? Got a load of other lads and made Team 10 and then started promoting himself on their channels and them on his channel. And it was just like exponential growth for everyone because it's very hard to get 20 million on one channel. But it's not so hard to get 5 million on 10 channels. Yeah, yeah. And they may be uh, cross-pollinated, but it just means more eyes on that brand of entertainment for longer. Yeah, well, you cover your bases as well. It's like, 
if you have one of them doing video game stuff well then yes. all the video game guys will go to him yeah. and i'll be able to at least get maybe half a million eventually exactly so yeah. he'll break it up so that it could be like 30 million people split over 50 million subs but Logan Paul is eyes on on all of them, even though his channel is only 17 million, I think it is today, right? Yeah. So for that 17 million, he's getting all this autonomy, he's getting all this sponsorship, which makes him able to make more expensive videos, which gets him more views. He's able to interact with bigger and bigger stars, which gets him more views. And then he gets to a certain point where he reaches a critical mass where the whole internet then starts talking about him. And then he does some shit like fucking put a, a suicided body up on a video. And then he's in the fucking news. He's then into the mainstream. So the bigger, like the more you feed the monster, the bigger it got. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So when you're talking about like um, how these how these oligopolies start, and you're talking about Tony being against a, 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 a an autocratic government or an autocratic like, uh, superhero police. Yeah, yeah. He, the intentions are great, but as soon as you give away your liberty, as soon as you give away your freedom in in exchange for security, that security becomes your prison. Yeah, yeah. And Captain America, ironically enough, metaphor, didn't want that. No. But that's the thing. Like the, the, these lads are like no big government, no no oligarchical control, because you know what's really easy to take over. A world that's already controlled by one entity. Because yeah. all you have to... You don't have to go around to all the countries of the world and conquer government after government after government. All you have to do is just conquer one overarching government and then you run the whole world. Let them do the fucking legwork for you to put it all together. The TPP and the fucking Hillary Clintons trying to make a globalist elite and all that stuff. Like, that was the way the world was going. And then yeah. fucking Captain Orangebeard came along and just went no um you know if we put all our eggs in one basket we're gonna have like a dirty basket and too many eggs okay that's the whole that's the whole idea of that decentralized control uh, the different branches of government the ch- checks and balances like it's made like that you know and if Thanos yeah. is coming in going oh, yeah, I am the be all and end all it's a 50 50 it's a 50 50 uh, choice so you don't have to convince everybody, you just have to convince Thanos. And if he has an emotional uh like an emotional blackmail I, I guess how how would you say it? an emotional trigger that you, he could be blackmailed with. A piss tape. Yeah, like <laughs> so him like Thanos pissing on a couple of Russian prostitutes and, <laughs> and he doesn't want Gamora to see it. Like like that's Tannis coming in there with uh, make the universe balanced again. <laughs> yeah. huh? oh my God. A, a purple hat make the universe balanced again. Oh, do team public do, we gotta do that? Yes, we got to do that. <laughs> we got to do so many good ideas. So, um, like if you have if you have Tannis coming in and doing that, he's the one that decides where to click his fingers or not. Yeah. So you don't have to change everybody's mind. You just have to change Tannis's mind. Don't do you know think, what I mean? Yeah, but. So it puts that duality, it puts that 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 yin and yang, that dark and light, that that quintessential human question: Do I or do I do not? Do you know? Like yeah, yeah. The same thing that was that was thrust upon Hulk. Do does he or does he not? Uh, uh, same thing that was thrust upon Thor, Captain America, uh, Iron Man, like uh, um, even Quill. 
like do I kill my father or not in yeah, Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy yeah. 2 yeah, do, like is it, is it is it better for the universe that this man doesn't exist like against my better judgement I have to do this to save everybody like that's the hero's journey that's told again and again and again in so many there's a great book like The Writer's Journey it describes how to how to create stories that have emotional weight by yeah, yeah. taking this like quintessence it's something inside of humans where they want their actions and the benevolence and success of the rest of the world to be in sync somehow because if they don't they feel bad yeah yeah you know if the things that you're not doing if the thing like they'll they'll condemn someone who's doing something for themselves for their own selfish reasons right they'll be like i condemn you you're a fucking cunt you're a selfish bastard but if they do something that's totally selfless for the betterment of humanity they're like ah he's a fucking martyr that lad so there's a balance that you have to act locally and think globally. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? And it's a very hard thing to do. A lot of vegetarians are fucking pulling their dicks out. Vegans, man, w- pulling their fucking cocks out of its root, going, I'm saving the planet by not eating meat. You're like, you're not, man. You're just annoying everybody about legumes. Do you know? Yeah. And, and most people, the people that take so much pride in saving the planet because they're doing something like that, tend to be the ones who let so much else slide yeah. because they tell themselves, oh, like, well, I don't like eat... personal hygiene. Well, I don't eat meat. Well, no, but it could be like... <laughs> no, but it could be like yeah. that they will forget about actually recycling and stuff because, like, yeah. ah, it doesn't matter this one time if I do this because yeah. I, I regularly it. don't balance. eat meat. Yeah. Balance in the universe. And people get so used to that, you actually end up probably doing far worse. Well, I was reading some stuff about like how, what it takes to produce lentils and what it takes to produce other stuff. Like you're not actually reducing your carbon footprint in any way, even if carbon footprint is an actual thing, which I don't believe it is. Like obviously it takes a certain amount of energy to produce the stuff that you consume. Mm. But I think that's just a great way to tax just being in existence. <laughs> yeah. They're able to throw extra money on something. Um so, like, you know, the amount of energy it takes to plow and hoe and fertilize and, you know, yeah, all the, the stuff. the energy returned on energy yeah, invested. That's it. And it's the same for vegetables. It's just, if you're all about, like, not killing animals, cool. But a lot of a lot of those people are like, no, I have to do this because, like, I'm saving the planet. And you're like, it sounds like you're evangelizing. It sounds like you're trying to sell me a religion. And you know what I don't want? A fucking religion. Yeah. So, if you want people to be vegan, stop... stop like grabbing well, people on <laughs> on the street and showing them like an iPad with a fucking awful video of a pig getting raped by a farmer, like that that's not going to make me not want sausages. It's just going to make me not want to talk to you. Well, like the the thing is, if if you uh, cut corn out of your diet, you'd actually save more yeah. uh, lives than any meat being cut out of your diet, depending on how much meat you actually. I guess, yeah. but if you eat like an average person, because the amount of uh, mice and stuff that die while a field is being mowed for fucking corn it like, weighs the, the weight of the meat of the cows that are being killed for your consumption like, I don't even know your weight in mice I don't know if it'd be that much I'm just thinking of the life right 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 because like is a mouse's life equal to a cow's life well that was what, would be what a vegan would tell you yeah they all life I think that's a life. false equivalency but anyway but I'm going by their logic mouse, they're saying all life is sacred yeah. then a mouse's life so they're all voting no on the fucking divorce or on the abortion referendum then right 
<laughs> but um, well, uh, the whole the whole point is like taking taking it taking it away from an a, an oligarchical control. And Thanos is the ultimate like un- police universe police coming so, in saying I know better. And it's like, do you know better? Well, I thought about it for a long time. Yeah, but do you? It's like, well, I've gone too far now, so I can't go back. You know. So let's for just in case there's anybody that's still listening to this episode that hasn't like seen. Yeah, we're getting into some. Spoiler. Well, no, no. Well, also, just in case somebody's just listening, being like, I probably won't see this movie, but I like hearing them talk shite. We should explain Thanos and his motivation exactly. Yeah, you do it. So Thanos, it's it's a very simple act. He wants to. Destroy. His mother was his mother was a a, a a Barney the dinosaur type of creature, and his father was a scrotum. Yeah, yeah. And Grimace was an uncle <laughs> somewhere <laughs> along there. Yeah, the the Hamburglar. I actually thought that already going off on a tangent, but I thought that was really clever how uh, Tony refers to Thanos at the start, uh, Squidward, yeah, from SpongeBob, yeah, and when they get the Titan, uh, Quill, Star Lord refers to him as Grimace from his his context, yeah, yeah, because he grew of up in Earth the eighties, pop like, culture, yeah, because like nobody under the age of twenty in the audience. Laughed at that Grimace. joke because yeah, yeah, yeah. they didn't know who Grimace was. That's funny. I thought it was very good. No, but so Tannis, he wants to restore balance because his planet was facing a crisis, running out of resources through overpopulation. And he offered a very simple solution, which was to randomly kill half the population. Poor, rich alike. It didn't matter. It was going to be completely random. They thought he was a madman. Who'd have thunk it? The planet ended up being destroyed. Over the period of, I, yeah. I'm not sure how long. I don't know how long he lives for, but I'm guessing it took a few hundred years. He, I, I think he's like uh, an ageless entity. Is that not what was kind of intimated? It they never really. I always assumed he he just had, you know, he might live for a few thousand years. Right, but he he because he does look like he's an older man. Like he looks like he like if you were to put like an age on him, he's probably in his late forties. Yeah, probably at the age of like Josh Brolin or whatever. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Maybe a little older. I still saw some stubble that looked a bit grey, which is insane that they went that far. <laughs> with the chin folds. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, and he wants to get all the Infinity Stones to do that because they're all... In a quicker job, yeah. Yeah. We see we see a flashback for Thanos going to uh, Gamora's planet. And uh, Gamora is the, the green lady who is the partner of Quill or Star-Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy. And he is one. She is one of his adopted daughters, along with um, Nebula. Nebula, who is uh, Karen Gillan from uh, Doctor Who. Yes, if you don't know, uh, and the new Jumanji movie, I believe. Smoking in the new Jumanji movie, she is those shorts. You're like even in Infinity War. Fair play, <laughs> fair play. And she shaved her head. They made her shave her head. I think they didn't even the make her. I think she actually done it of her own accord. Apparently. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so, so fair play to her. So, um, yeah. So basically, uh, they're they're his his creations or his adopted daughters, and uh, he, and I think it's he suggested them up. he he even had more at one point. Yeah, there was a whole family of of kids that he he took the best and brightest from the planets that he was, I guess. Uh, liberating uh, yeah, as he would see it so he, he came to Gamora's planet and, and there's a lovely flashback where he's like you were a strong one 
I'll take you with me. And he shielded her eyes from, like he split the whole city yeah, in half that was... and put one on the town square and one on the other. And all of his soldiers were like shooting guns and it just massacred all the people. And well, he's ma- like, mass- massacred half the people. Well, half the people. <laughs> and he's, he's going like, ah, you know, this is taking too long. I need to have this, like a special machine that I click my fingers and half the universe disappears because it's fucking taking ages. Yeah. Like how, yeah, I'd love to like get a, timeline on how long he's been doing this has to be 20 years at least at least the thanos imperative is one of the like it tells the whole story of that right yeah 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 but in the com you see that's yeah in the in the movie context it's but that's its own whole series just like from the from thanos's point of view yeah, or whatever like yeah. 24 books i think it is and yeah. it tells the whole story if you wanted to go and find out the history of of thanos and how he got to where he got to when he met the avengers the first time yeah but then in the like the comics his motivation is quite different too he's more yeah he he wants to be a ruler in the comics yeah and but who doesn't who says he doesn't want to be a ruler this time either you know he does with great yeah but he is all the dictators say that they don't want to be dictators until they're the dictator but doesn't tana see like but he is the most powerful being in the universe at this point as far as he even knows now that he has the stones yeah even prior to that i don't know man he had he had a lot of support. Like he's pretty powerful. He can well, knock the Hulk around. But like, is it Ronan the Accuser? Is it, he is he's referred to as the most power being in the universe prior to this film. Yeah. Now he may not be, but the fact that even people think that. Yeah, it's it's propaganda. Like it's di- dictator propaganda. But it's people like who... the people in North Korea believe that Kim Jong Kim Jong Il never did any shits and he was the best director in the world and he went and played the World Cup against all the... And he won on yeah, his own. Yeah, but we're not talking about the, the citizens of the Marvel Universe. We're talking about guys like Loki and Ronan the Accuser. They all see him as the most powerful being. I know, but what I'm saying is like they're part of that propaganda target. Yeah, yeah. Like they believe the propaganda and went, oh yeah, he's fucking super tough. So he is close... Yeah, but he'd at least... Even if he's not the toughest being in the universe, he'd be a better comparison to like Hitler than Kim Jong, you know? Because he has more people in positions of power maybe, who maybe. believe yeah, maybe, yeah. that he is this powerful. Yeah. Space Hitler. So, but my point is... So more like Stalin, on, actually. Much more like Stalin. Much more like Stalin. <laughs> but, but just based on that, I assume when he says, he, when he pretty much says he doesn't want to rule, he, I imagine he's being honest. Because he's had, yeah. the, he's had plenty of opportunities. Like when he says that line, it's... Is it strange who asks him, like, what what are you going to do when he's done? And he's just like, rest and watch the sun set over a grateful universe. I think he just thinks that he's right and eventually he'll be tanked. And remember- I think that was like an answer, like Homer Simpson was asked, what are you going to do when you graduate? And he's like, I'm going to get a bunch of beers and stay out all night. Like, I think it's just like, that's what he's going to do that day. And then when he wakes up the next day, he's going to be like, right. I own the universe and there's half the amount of people to <laughs> go know, against me. Like. Do you know what he eventually does in the comic books? He becomes a farmer. Oh my God. <laughs> I know, it's pretty fucking that. Yeah. And there's a show where he has like his armor is on a scarecrow in his oh, cornfield. Jesus, yeah. Thanos. Com- but like, I think, I'm sure that's been wiped out of Yeah, canon. out of canon. He I also think, had the Thanos copter at one point. So. Uh, when he was going around collecting them, like, I knew a little bit about him from before. Um, I think he he's more uh, militant in the comic books. And yeah, he has yeah. more of a redeeming arc. 
I think it, it doesn't have as much of a, like a logical function to what he's doing. He just seems to be even being being manipulated by someone outside of himself because he's doing something. And then when he's asked why, he's like, because I want to. Do you know? It's like Daphne and Celeste, you know? Like, why do you click your finger so much? Because I want to. Because I want to. It's like... You know, it's it's it doesn't. There's no real sense to it. Like you can understand, okay, like make the world better, destroy half the people. But like, what happens if you destroy the people that you need, and then there's other people that you don't need? You're, you're just left with the same problem, well, but it's just half. It being fair, if it's random, I think his idea yeah, is but, like if he if he chooses to make sure the best scientists and the best people that can give yeah. a world a chance to grow are alive, then then he sees himself as playing too much of a part, and this just goes to him being mentally ill because he's playing the biggest part anyway yeah i think he he is convinced that considering he's the one who has to make the choice to kill half he should at least make it random and that way it can be a balance i don't think that's the correct way to do it and if it was me i wouldn't do it that way but i I was talking to the lads from the nerdy podcast about this and one of the things like i walked away from the movie thinking about was if you just kill half the people that means that it's just going to slow down the inevitable consumption of all of the resources that you're trying to save now. Like, they say the earth is overpopulated. It it isn't. There's loads of room. But just the way we have organized, like, farming and housing and, you know, all of these different, you know, societal uh, necessities, it means that we can't have that many people, like, in New York or in Dublin, let's say, or in, you know, uh, 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 Johannesburg. Meanwhile, Roscommon is empty. Empty. Leitrim, empty. Do you know? But also, no facilities or amenities there. So if you want a life like you're living in Dublin, you can't go to Leitrim and have that life unless you improve Leitrim. Yeah, yeah. Let's say, right? So, not not that there's anything sincerely wrong with Leitrim. It's probably grand the way it is. But, you know, at nine o'clock at night, if all the shops close and you can't buy anything after nine o'clock at night, you might as well live in, you yeah. know, the fucking mountains of Tibet or something like I that. I probably wouldn't have been able to get you on a podcast after messaging you at eight in the morning yeah. and having you on in the afternoon. Exactly. You know? you know, I'd have to trek all the way across on a donkey, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, palm leaves and stuff. But what I'm saying is, like, the way he destroyed half the planet, it, it's written on the Georgia Guidestones. We have an episode about the Georgia Guidestones. And, and there it says, like, planet Earth should have no more than 500 million people. I don't think that's right. I think we can support 10 billion people. But just have them live all spread out and have, like, equal opportunity. And it sounds a bit socialist or whatever. But because of the concentration of commerce, uh, employment, uh, accommodation, and resources... People clump together in big cities like that. And then anyone that lives rurally is obviously working with the land and then have the land and the room to use it. Like, it's not organized properly, right? So if you just destroy an equal amount from all the intelligences and all the age groups and all of the the social demographics, like, down in a scale, all you're doing is putting us back to where we were 50 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Because every 50 years, the population of the planet doubles. So in... Uh, uh, 1980 what is it 1970 we had like just under 3 billion people on the planet just over 3 billion people and now we have like almost 8 billion yeah and the thing you don't need to wield an an infinity gauntlet because we kind of correct it ourselves whereas when countries start to do better their population starts to 
go down. People, the richer a country yeah. gets, the less kids people start. But to that's have. a societal thing, though. That's 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 because it's more expensive to keep kids at that higher level. Like if everybody, people are working. People who are yeah. making more money are working busier jobs yeah. and don't have time for kids. Like, for example, a poor farmer will have 10 kids because those kids will grow up and help him on the farm. Yeah, yeah. But a rich couple who are working very high-powered jobs will be in work all the time, number one. And then if they have two kids, both of those kids are going to be going to private school, they're going to be going to college, they're going to be having all the mod cons. Like, those two people, as hard as they work, couldn't afford to keep two, couldn't afford to keep 10 kids rich at that level. But if they were able to keep 10 kids at the le- at the same level as the farmer's children were getting their, you know, food, but the food they were eating, the the entertainment they had, like Christmas presents weren't savagely expensive. Like they could totally afford it, but they don't do it that way. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the yeah. standard of living as it goes up means that children go down. That's one of the massive, massively important variable factors. Yeah, yeah. Plus, like you said, people want to get educated. They put off having kids for a while they're into like different types of debt and different types of uh, uh, social circumstance where they're focusing on their career. Women especially are taking a lot longer to get that high paid, high power yeah, position. Yeah. And then in their mid thirties are only having kids. Whereas before they were like, fuck it, bail out, have a dose of kids in your early twenties and uh, just hope you don't get a symphysiotomy and get your hips fucked. So you can't sit, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, in the manager's chair. So it just it, like the way Thomas does it, is just stalling an inevitability. But I don't, that's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. You see, and this goes, just goes back to his ego and how, like, we have to remember, he is a madman. I think he genuinely believes that this will start to correct the universe in such a short period of time that people will realize he was right. And, and change their behavior. And keep themselves in check. But it's from not going to take and I think that's why any, he says, any watch... more of the stupid people out of the equation. There's always going to be stupid cunts. And if you get rid of half the stupid cunts, there's still going to be half as much left. If you take out all the fucking stupid people, do you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and leave semi intelligent people and the qualified and the people who are able to create stuff and build a new world that's better than the old one and take away all the people that are problem situations. Do you know? Like, do a Stalinist purges type of job <laughs> where anyone that disagrees with the system as it is just gets the fucking finger click. Then you would have progress on a much shorter scale that yields way more than just randomly killing half of everybody. Because now you could end up with, like, single-parent families, which is, like, statistically proven to be less productive mm. than than a, a, a dual-parent household. So you're killing like either a mother or a father from every house in the universe. So now you've just created like single parent families the universe over. Yeah, yeah. Which is not going to be like financially sustainable for a lot of people because they're relying on two incomes. So does that mean then that if everybody, every family now only has one parent, that governments are immediately going to change how they operate and like increase social welfare, make a universal social income, do all the things that that we need as a planet to sustain a single-parent family just because Thanos clicked his fingers. No, they're going to operate as it is, and it's going to create more poverty, more problems, and then there's only half the amount of smart people left to fucking deal with those problems. So it's it's not correct what he did, the way he did it. If he had clicked his fingers and everybody under 90 IQ just got wiped out, the planet would be left with an awful lot more people who could do an awful lot more things to improve globally, who would understand... This is the way it should be. 
Plus the fact, when they all start breeding, they're breeding more intelligent people. But who are the people that breed the most and in the most numbers? So if you reduce half the amount of smart people and then you let all the other fucking bottom so level... He'd have got it both ways by the end. If he'd done, if he'd done it your way, yeah. he'd have also gotten the redu- a further reduction in population because people would actually start Exactly. To- like it would have been a much more... Uh, uh, like the longevity of that plan would have been much more effective because smart people tend to have less kids. So it ends up in an idiocracy type situation yeah. where where stupid people are just fucking rutting and rooting and riding all the time and pumping at loads of squealy, water-headed, mewling cabbage babies that are just taking over the whole place, not understanding what Thanos' plan was all about, not listening to half the amount of smart people that are left over saying, you got to do this and you got to do this and you got to do this, or else they're going like, I just want my Mountain Dew, man. I just want Mountain Dew and Cheetos. And just leave me alone. I just want to watch Ricky Lake, okay? Like, Thanos just made the problem worse. Well, I don't know if he made it worse. I think he would just made it the same. He, he, he it didn't really. He just made it smaller, but the same. <laughs> but it's the same problem. What he did was he staved off uh, uh, starvation from food production. Yeah, right. He staved off overpopulation in cities. And he staved off disease. Uh, disease from herd immunity and whatever, right? But all the societal and cultural problems all got worse. And they're the things that power society and how society evolves. Well, like, he was looking at it from such a one-dimensional point of view. He's like, there's too many people on the planet. Let's say, take Earth. There's too many people on Earth. There's not enough food. We're not able to produce enough food to feed the people. It's like, you're not able to produce enough of the right food to feed the people. You're not, and, and, and what? why are the stupid people eating the worst food? Because the stupid people can't get good jobs, so they have less money, so they have to buy cheaper food. What's the cheaper food that's available? Shitty food. That's bad for you. Yeah. And Although you usually eat it's that, not actually cheaper, people just think it is. Well. well which goes back to the, yeah, the mass-produced fucking yeah. grain-based society. So you're eating all of these really bad foods, and then what happens? You get sick. You get diabetes. You get fucking lupus. You get inflammation. You get fucking arse cancer from eating fucking Doritos all day every day. And then you're a massive drain on the fucking medical uh, uh, industry because you're getting all the insurance money to pay for massively inflated fucking pills to deal with your arse cancer because you were too stupid to get a job to earn money to buy nice food. And then, even if you did have nice food, you were like, mmm, them powdery, super spicy Doritos taste real nice. I don't like sweet potatoes or onions. I just want uh, uh, funions. And then you're just hopping loads of bad food, getting arse cancer, and then being a drain on society. And he's just wiped out half the people who were able <laughs> to convince those other half to not do that. So now you have a bunch of stupid people. And the infrastructure, imagine how many like CEOs and businessmen and small businesses, even large businesses, that were wrecked. Higher management were all destroyed and all you're left with is a bunch of workers who don't know what they're doing. How many businesses are going to go out of business because Thanos clicked his fingers? Yeah. They're, they're now all unemployed. So he's put a massive burden on all the social welfares, on all the planets, on the entire, yeah. in the entire universe. But, but like it was the wrong thing to do if it's even. If it was weighted on a meritorious system, I'm like, mm. click away, son. But here's the other thing, too, because we, we kind of have to accept that the rest of the universe in this world is just what is similar to what we've seen in, elsewhere in the Marvel universe. Yeah. So all the other worlds, and this is a common thing in sci-fi, they all seem much smaller than Earth. And they also seem much more unilaterally uh, similar. Yes. Like, all the people look the same. 
very few like rich rich poor divides none it, it's either a poor planet or a wealthy planet so everyone's wealthy or yeah. everyone's it's poor it's an ice planet or it's a swamp planet so there's maybe, no like swamp region and <laughs> yeah, yeah. icy region maybe I'm coming from like my uh, uh, maybe tunneled view of how earth society and culture works but, which was he was ignoring those planets he was the worlds he was familiar with operate very different yeah, than Earth. Where it's like these are the people of this planet; they're all the same. Whereas you couldn't say that, like this is Umbutu of Earth, and it's like, all right, so everybody on Earth is like uh, an African bushman, yeah, yeah, who you know who is not able to speak English, and like you know Swahili is the fucking is the language of Earth. Whereas if you go to another planet from the Marvel universe, every con talks the same language plus English, yeah, the common tongue, the common tongue, and. They all look the same, they dress the same, they have, like, the same job. You never get to see... Maybe it's just not showing us, like, the factory floors where they make all the weird, like, leather runners. And there's a load of, like, you know, disheveled green motherfuckers, like, sewing together all their their runners. Yeah, but it's, like, it's not just... Like, it's Star Wars as well. Like, it's every sci-fi movie is the same like that. So maybe maybe I'm just griping because Thanos wiped out half of Earth. But he's like, yeah, but Earth is, like you know, a, a spittle on the back of your but jacket. But it's also on him because he's like that, he's like the person who went traveling for a year after college in Asia <laughs> yeah. and now he, like, thinks they've seen the entire world because right. they know about the problems there. It's like, Thanos hasn't been to Earth before. So he so, hasn't really seen how diverse a culture can yeah, get. Yeah, there could he's be. He's used to like monocultural planets. Yeah, he, uh, he's used to planets with like a population of 13 million and maybe ha- maybe if they've got limited resources and they all live in like three different cities maybe he has helped them but any planet the size of earth he has completely destroyed yeah maybe and also it's a wonder it is a wonder his thing with the asgard because at the start he kills off half the asgardians because that's yeah. what he always do- does they've already got a raw deal from the end of ragnarok does the half that he let live die in the snap does half of that half die in the snap because they're not oh, coming. he's already he's already halved it yeah what about all the planets that he manually halved Is well they've probably mean? been climbing back a bit but but the asgardians were halved and then a few days later would have been halved again Fuck. they're not coming back they're extinct at that point do you th- yeah they're like they were quartered do or you think, he took do you think the account? glove the glove knows that well i assume anything he thinks is kind of what happens in the glove so mm. i'd like to think he, he thought that part true so let's talk about the final part of the movie then because well, that can, was one of the most can i just make one point yeah just just because i think it, it it just shows how good of a villain he is he's clearly a madman clearly and everybody's arguing with his motivation which i think that shows how good of a character he is yeah because he he's at his he's just meant to be mad but you can still like kind of see something there's some reason to it it's the same as the any, fact you even feel like arguing yeah. kind of shows how it's like any serial killer in a movie had something like awful happen to him when he was a kid and that's why he's a serial killer so you can understand why he's doing what he's doing but you don't agree with it yeah yeah i think and essentially i think all what Tan, and he'd never admit it but where the problem essentially stems from he was right once he was right about titan and he just wants to prove that or he wants to maybe, prove that to the entire universe maybe he regrets titan and he just has to keep doing it like you know a fella who just gets married to, to to his high school sweetheart and he's just like oh fuck I said I loved her and we had a kid and now I just have to stick it out <laughs> do you know and he's just like he's in his late 40s and he's just embittered with a like his planet yeah. was halved he's like fuck man I halved it and I killed like I killed a lot of my mates I didn't really mean to the lads did it 
I just have to act like I did it on purpose. Like he's t- this is like a total like office Michael Scott situation. Yeah, he's just yeah. like deny till you die, go right to the end. Yeah. I can see that. I've 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 been in that situation myself. Yeah. But I think I, I didn't can... be fucking destroy half the people in the room or whatever. But... <laughs> um, I do think just he, my relationship like... with them. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's you just forever scorned. Uh, I do think he is just like a kind of a, a scary Captain Planet. That's what I got from it. I was like, this guy is anti. He's like the antithesis of Captain Planet. He's just trying to get like soul, mind, time, uh, water and heart. <laughs> whatever it was uh, and when he collects them all up he's able to control all these things yeah um, you wanted to bring it to I get you it. to talk about the end there yeah but. I get it and when he gets it all together like it's ultimate power as soon as he clicks his fingers the glove explodes it breaks yeah it's shattered so he can't use it anymore now there is blueprints for a copy so they can obviously make a copy to undo it yeah yeah, like I'd imagine the stones still work, but the the power to harness the, the to harness all of their power together is what's fried. Yeah, but the stones would still work. Oh yeah, so, well they're infinity. So yeah, yeah. Um, the fact that the Hulk had a bout of impotence. Yes, he's afraid of him. He got bet up, and he was like, "I'm not come back." Go, he he's he hurt me or whatever. Well, the Hulk was just embarrassed because he's a two year old, so he was just like, he's stubborn now. Like, he's do you think? Yeah, is that he's embarrassed? I, no, yeah, I think it's embarrassment rather than fear because yeah. he's like he's a because he, he was on in tour. We learned he he was away for two years, so that's his mind's kind of grown to a child level yeah. at least. So I can see that that's something like a two-year-old would do, where just the, he's never lost before. So now that he's lost, he's just embarrassed. Yeah, that, that's what I came away with. Not, and I like not that. so much fear. So I think the gauntlet that they have and the similar sizes between Thanos and the Hulk could mean that Hulk is the one who wields oh, that wields yes. the the glove at the end. Wow! Can you imagine what the, what a guy with the mind of a two-year-old would do with that glove? But that's the thing, like. <laughs> Everybody has giant boobs. Click. <laughs> Love boobies. Spider-Man's a girl now. <laughs> but um, yeah, so the click at the end and the whole thing with, with Vision, I thought was a little bit overzealous. I was like, come on, make it a bit more. I know he was the one that held it together or whatever, but it just seemed a bit um, like pincer movements and all these like war, t- like the lads were facing that. So in the movie, uh, Thanos's uh, forces uh, descend upon Wakanda and the Avengers have brought Vision uh, f- to, to Wakanda, Wakanda to get the stone taken out of his head and destroyed and still leave him alive and basically they land and they try to get in past the force field and the Avengers just are fighting a lot of weird space dogs that Thanos has, has brought to, to fight them. Which I actually really liked. I normally hate for the, when they're just fighting an army of clones. Yeah. But wasn't until even after that movie, it, I realized, oh, they've done that again in this movie. Because they've done it in the first Avengers. They've done it in Age of Ultron. Yeah, they also did it in, like, Star Wars. and they did. Oh, they do it in everything. Yeah, but, but like it's Disney. It's a Disney thing, yeah. I think, right? But just, like, I kind of, they snuck it in, yeah. in Infinity War, because it cut between it and other things happening. Yeah. So. Well, it was a good chance for everyone to get their fucking, their like, moment. Yeah, and... Captain America got these deadly uh, shield fists. Yeah, which yeah, class. like uh, vibranium. Get this man a shield. And um, it just seemed it just seemed like they said it. They went, those yokes are circling, those things are circling the, the force field. If they get in behind us, there's nothing between them and vision. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, 
So go back to where you like. What do you? This is yeah, yeah. this is bad. This is bad <laughs> so army why management. Why are you circling? Yeah, vision? it's bad army <laughs> management. Like why don't you go back to the thing? And then uh, um, I can't remember your one's name. who shoots at the red stuff of her hands. Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch is uh, uh, distracted for a moment and goes away. And then the minute she goes away, your man comes in and he's all like, "What's his name? Tom Von Lawler?" No, it's not. Nate, no, it's the, the other. Fella. The other... People loved him, apparently, online. They were like, his character is brilliant. I thought he was very good in it. Very good. Super yeah, powerful yeah. dude. And I having a fight with Doctor Strange. was great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange I really liked in this movie. Too. Oh, he was fantastic. Really, really I was good. so glad, because I didn't like the Doctor Strange movie. I loved it. I wasn't overly gone on it. Loved it. I want to go back and watch it now. Now I like appreciate the character yeah. so much. I it's really, really want to go back. Origins of it, really good. Because uh, that's a character I would have never, never known. No, I, I came across him when he popped up in other characters' yeah. stuff in comics and that, but I've never read a Doctor Strange comic. I've no a very no loose girl. idea of who. It's an awful lot more esoterically spiritual than a lot of the other ones. Yeah, yeah, you know? definitely. Um, and it kind of gives you hope that any anybody can be a superhero. Yeah, you just learn shit. Learn like, it. You do. so the fact that all of these people then were pitted against Thanos and the and really, would really add, bad Mark Ruffalo CGI in that suit oh yeah that was unfortunate isn't that really bad now it's all like for some reason they aren't what they always kind of look bad when you see the real face sticking out of an Iron Man suit yeah but that one looked especially bad really poor yeah yeah and in the trailer or in the the, te- the teaser it's like the Hulk is running behind him. And I was like, did, did they just run out of money and they couldn't animate the Hulk in this movie? So they just put him in the Iron Man suit or whatever. Like, what's the... No, I think they had that. I think they've said because they can't make a solo Hulk movie. There's a weird thing with the rights where Universal still hold the rights to the Hulk as a title for a film. Right. So what they're trying to do is they've pretty much... Marvel has the idea for a Hulk movie and they're kind of trying to roll that story out over the course of the next few movies. <laughs> right. So they're like doing movies they're giving, within movies. Yeah, they're giving him an entire story arc. Right. That I assume is probably going to lead to this I, I think this might happen in part four, where Hulk and Banner will be separated. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh maybe Thanos will do maybe one of the stones will be used to do that and yeah. Hulk could be bad for a while or whatever. Yeah. But I think that's kind of the way they're going. So they're t- I think the entire point of his story arc in this movie was just to show the Banner hasn't got control need... anymore. Yeah. Well, also that he doesn't need the Hulk; that he yeah. can kind of hold his own just from having so much knowledge. So I think they always had that plan. Yeah, uh, I think Sounds with the good. trailer, they just they like doing stuff that'll throw people off. Yeah, they just like they've done to... it with Thor as well. In in Ragnarok, they CG back his eye at the end because they didn't want to give away that as a spoiler. Yeah. And, the, and in Infinity, the trailer for Infinity War was launched before Thor Ragnarok came out. So his eye, when they show him meeting the Guardians in the trailer, his eye was CG'd back in. Right. Which is a lot of effort to put into just the trailer. Yeah, for not to, a spoiler. To hide a spoiler. Yeah. Or, or less effort. Because they just didn't have to have the CG patch, I guess. No, the patch is real. Oh, right, right, right. I think. I've seen the Cepho. I'm pretty sure the patch yeah, is yeah, real. Yeah, and then the... But either way, it's just... Even the the fact that they've even taught about it, yeah. like to hide. No, it is. There's a lot of effort went into it, but I think um, uh, I, I I was looking at like the the movies that are coming out. Like there's a Black Panther two, um, there's a a, a new Wasp and Ant Man movie, and, and yeah. all these all these sequels that are coming out now. Like, 
when he clicked his fingers and people started spoilers now when he clicked his fingers and people started disappearing like Hawkeye disappeared a lot of people disappeared Hawkeye disappeared before the movie started he wasn't anywhere in it or not Hawkeye Falcon 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 disappeared and he, nobody ever seen him even disappearing like Don Cheadle was there like going uh, you did but it was his was so quick yeah he was like, I, oh. his one looked like he didn't know the actor didn't know that was I can tell definitely by the way that was shot. They just told him to react to being hurt. Yeah, just because it was so quick. I'd say some of them. I think uh, the guy that plays Black Panther. I imagine he didn't know he died until he saw the film, because his was shot. He just got a close up of the arm. Yeah, and it, you could tell that. I I don't think that actor was aware. I think Tom Holland might. Tom Holland and Benedict Cumberbatch were the might, only ones that they knew. might be the only actors that knew they were. Wow. That, I watched a video of the two of them doing interviews and the whole time Benedict Cumberbatch is like stopping Tom Holland from spoiling. I He's saw like, that too. <laughs> I saw that too. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah. It makes sense why they sent... They were the two, They were always together in interviews. It yeah. makes sense that if they're the only two that knew... What the crack was. Yeah. Yeah. That they can kind of cover for each other. Yeah, Tom Holland's goodbye. Well, I suppose... Uh, 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 Robert Downey Jr. must have known because... Oh, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, the only ones who died, like... Who died and knew they were dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Downey... Well, Downey knows every... Like... Yeah. He's, he's the Iron big Man. star. Like. Yeah, come on. So, uh, yeah. I'm so imagining Spider-Man's tearful goodbye stuff. was... Jesus. Even yeah. if you know there's a sequel coming out, it's like, it's hard to watch that and not... Yeah. There's another Spider-Man movie, another Black Panther movie. Like, all the people that disappeared have movies coming up. So, maybe the theory was that they've gone into another universe. The Thanos... Split them off into a different timeline. Oh, so they kind of are dead, but now they're just in the. They're existing in. in a, they're 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 just not existing in our universe anymore. Right. The only thing with that is their sequels will all come out after Avengers Four. Right. Because Avengers so, Four is next year. Will it be? Will, oh, is it? Uh, yeah. It'll, be, it'll yes. be resolved by then, right? I think so. Yeah. Why is it so that the the ones that disappeared are the ones that have sequels? Isn't that weird? Yeah, I think it's because they. With the exception of a few people like Rocket, everybody that's kind of left at the end are the original Avengers. So I think it's the idea that the old guys have to find a way to bring back the young guys. Oh, so it's set up for Avengers 4, so it's just the Avengers. Yeah. So it's just like Black Widow, Captain America, Hulk, Thor, Thor, and Iron Man. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. You have the, like, War Machine's still there, but he was kind of always there on the sideline anyway. So yeah, I, I think that's kind of it. It's just that that could be that's a better explanation, yeah. And I think that's a, I, I would prefer to see that, yeah. Because then I think there's still going to be consequences. Because then I think, well, Captain America will probably die. He'll sacrifice himself or mm. something. There'll be a tr- maybe t- Thanos will allow them to trade or something like that and make it a hard choice for everybody. I don't know, but I, I yeah, think it's definitely you'd going want to, be... you'd love to know. Like it's it's one of those I fucking have to wait a year and find. That's out. why people keep saying Thanos, <laughs> Thanos won, Doctor Strange won because he got to see the Avengers four a year before everybody else when he looked into the future. Oh yeah. So he's seen, he knows what's going to happen. But when he said it's like w- 1 million... 16 million 506. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you when you're... That's, I, don't, not, I don't even have notes. 16 million 500, and, and it's like, and do we succeed now? He says, one. One timeline where we succeed. Yeah. So obviously the actions that he took... Oh yeah. ...are the... That's, yeah, because he says that at the end where he looks before he fades, he just says, Tony, it was the only way. But I don't know if he's saying 
everything will be all right. Or is yeah. he saying like a lot of people need to die? This is the only for way, yeah. people to win. Yeah, it's so it's it's very cryptic, like almost like a theological, right? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, like faith based theological future timeline where Doctor Strange is like, just believe, 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 and he fades into dust. You know, he's like, yeah. this is the only way, and they have to now based on blind faith, not knowing where those guys have gone. Yeah. Do you know, like, are they destroyed? Do they get the time stone and turn back time? Dr. Strange is not there to do the fucking whippy whops with his hands and all. Did Wong survive? Is he going to be able to help? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot of variables there that you could go, like, I can't see a way out of this. I can't see a way out of this, yeah. man. I'm looking forward to seeing it resolved. Me like, too. That's... The click of the glove and the description of the glove, uh, there is plans for another, like, there's obviously the prototypes for another one that can make another one. The fact that Thanos is still wearing it while he's sitting on the hill is a, and have the music like, I don't want to wait for <laughs> to be over. Like, that whole thing, it finished and people are walking out going, oh my God, oh my God. Like, the sense of loss or whatever yeah. for that universe. And I'd say Stan Lee won't survive to see Avengers 4 be released, you know, by the way he's, yeah, he's he, not well. So, I mean, like, could they fuck it all up and just, like, throw it all away? Surely... You know, we're at peak Marvel right now. There can't be that many more movies to rake in the dough. It did just break all the records and make all the money. But yeah, I think how Ant-Man does will yeah. be very telling. Le- leave them wanting more rather than sa- oversaturate the fuck market. Yeah, well, now they've got two. They've got Ant-Man and Captain Marvel between yeah. and then the next Avengers movie. Yeah. So and, then, still... and then Deadpool and X-Force and all of that stuff. Yeah, well, well, that's... Fox technically but which is now Disney is again so yeah. yeah they're all going to be Marvel by that time by the time Avengers 4 rolls yeah. around Marvel's going to own all their old characters again I think so so, so I mean do... it's one of those things where you're looking at like you know he, he, he kills off all those people he's happy they almost had it all that's that was so funny I saw fucking Chris Pratt um put up there was a meme and he was like sorry like it was like a oh, picture the, from him this picture of him from parks and rec and he's I like sorry <laughs> and i was like oh my god did he turned to the dark side or what did he do but uh he just got over emotional and, and yeah. poked thanos in the head a lot of people were annoyed by that but i thought that's very star lord like yeah all the guardians were great in the film they all great. completely Bruce. underestimated how serious totally, the situation man. was and and totally overperformed like when the, when the shit needed to be yeah, done they yeah. were like yeah i got this man i love how they were always like we got to stop thanos and everybody else was like you don't just stop thanos <laughs> like yeah. but they were just they're the guardians of the galaxy they didn't believe they the do, hype they can do anything yeah like when <laughs> they're talking on titan and drax just like tell them about the dance off to save the universe <laughs> Tell them about the what? The dance-off to save Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And Tony Stark, the lo- he's, he just sighs. And the camera stares on him for about three seconds. And you can just read it in his face where he's like, I can't believe I'm stuck with these guys. Yeah. But that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, like. that's the thing. He's, it, it's a, there's an actual story yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, some, some of that stuff. The Guardians, I think, add a lovely drop of levity to the whole scenario. Or else it's just like a whole lot of godheads. Yeah, Go, yeah, you know, uh, uh, Rocket is a fucking. I love Rocket. Cra- like crazy, Groot is just like ah fucking huh. All right, go on in, and he just starts killing loads of cunts. Turns his arm into the axe for Thor, and yeah, that was that was really cool. cool, you know. Um, but I think I think, and I love Spider. I always loved Spider. I didn't like Spider Man. Didn't like that. Oh, I didn't really like, like Spider Man. 
I thought that I think that's like just a great representation of the Spider-Man from the comics. Maybe maybe Tom Holland is has been the best Spider-Man, but I don't think he's we've seen the movie that makes him yet. Spider-Man no, maybe Homecoming not. Meh, wasn't great, do you know? Yeah, I I feel like I had fatigue for that, so I'm not yeah. sure if I can give it an honest. Op- I, That's I, the thing. I mean, we're over Spider-Man. We've gone through like yeah. three iterations of it now. We even I, I was fatigued on just superhero films in general. I yeah. saw that after I saw a bunch. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen that. Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther have pretty much just left the cinema. Uh, Black Panther, Black Panther just blew me away. I yeah. loved it. I loved it. So, um, the the question we usually end with is whether we would uh, survive the scenario. It's only one of us, man. Well, we don't really know if it'd just be one. Like, it could maybe, be... Maybe we're the ones that disappeared and now we're yeah. in this universe. <gasps> Possibly. Yeah. Um, I'd but, love to know what happens. I am going to go back and read some of the comic books to try and find out a few little bits and bobs. I have a few PDFs and a few... Nice. A few yokes from a few uh, uh, CV, CVV files you know the little i'll just read a few wikipedia articles yeah try and find something <laughs> i go scrounging to try and find some info but it is like edgy or seed shit for a whole year you know basically i think dr strange won anyway he got to see the avengers 4 before all of us so <laughs> yeah. that's my take he went, i wonder will, did, did, did he go far enough to know if trump is going to get a second <laughs> which reminds me i i do really like the idea of the make the universe balanced again Hat. yeah the purple one <laughs> let's make it let's make it I wanna I'll, I'll try like Melania uh Melania uh seriously uh pants just turned into a a dust cloud right in front of me oh can you in... what's gonna happen what, what's a good Tannis line you could say in his <laughs> voice uh what, what, what I'm trying to um, think I'm trying to bring balance uh, to the universe great balance best balance ever <laughs> Um, we'll find the Thanos line that we do I look up best Thanos quotes I'm sure I knew a bunch of them what was it to to feel so desperate that you're right yet to fail all the same that's a perfectly balanced as all things should be that's a that's a good one I just want to say in time you will know what it's like to lose to feel so desperately that you're right Uh, and I'm nearly always right very good I'm, I'm, I'm quite correct to feel so desperately that you're right, yet to fail all the same. To dread it. To run from it. Destiny still arrives. The best destiny. I, it's the only one I've ever known. <laughs> it doesn't have the same emotional weight, I think. It uh, sounds like he could have said that. What about this? I know what it's like to lose. To feel so desperately that you're right, yet fail all the same. He does know what it's like to lose, though, because he is winning. <laughs> he is winning. <laughs> here's here's you a, could, we, here's a much more appropriate the entire one. movie. Yeah, here's a much more appropriate one. Right, I've been talking with uh, with Kim, and uh, basically this is what I think. Uh, when I'm done, half of humanity will still exist, perfectly balanced as all things should be. And I hope they remember you, Hillary. <laughs> I hope they remember you. <laughs> we, we, I think we should just end there. That's the greatest ending ever. But, um, uh, shit. But well, we need to plug stuff before I guess, we end. I guess. <laughs> but that would be a great. The obligatories. Ending. The only thing I would say, I think uh, we probably could actually survive this because I don't think we'd get to the snap. Because I think earlier on when we were arguing with Tanis, Tanis's uh, philosophy, I think we 
Especially you, I think you might have gotten through to. If him. I had a sit down with Thanos, <laughs> I could have focused hard. That shit I think that's there. why they kept why him and Captain America never got a scene together because I think Cap could have actually yeah. convinced them. Just been like, look, lads, get rid of the bad guys. Yeah. Start with the Russians, <laughs> then China. That's what happens. But um, yeah, I, 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 I it's a fifty-fifty thing. I think I would have survived and been able to survive. I don't know if half the people on the planet disappeared. Would we be okay? If it was split right down the middle. I, like we talked about that length early on. I really don't think so. I think there'd be a lot of gaps. Well, like, um, let's put it from a personal uh, perspective. If half the people that are in your life now disappear, could, could you do without half of them? I've already got rid of half the people in my life over the last year. Is your life better for it? It's simpler. So there is some. And I spend less money. Yeah. Uh, on personal stuff. And my business is going from strength to strength and I'm developing myself personally better than I've ever done in my life up to my 35 years so there's some some truth in it anyway I guess I guess <laughs> trying to lose them LBs man trying <laughs> to get you know get money in the GoFundMe and let's see what happens speaking of which how are you doing very well we're, we're past flown past the 50% mark of phase one so we're uh, up over 16,000 euros. Oh, you've done a little month. Marvel thing. You've got in phases, phase well, one. Well, I split it into phases. Phase one is about like the the precursory costs. So we're talking about like plane tickets, the vehicle, uh, legal, accounting. I have to get an attorney here, a visa attorney. I also have to get like a, a business attorney. I have to pay for accountants on both sides because you've got to deal with that IRS, bud. Now, for people that may not be a listener to your podcast... What is this to cover? TCG TV is the project's name. And basically, I'm going and taking my life in my hands and also my girlfriend's life in her hands, or in my hands. I don't know whose hands. And we are traveling to America. You're wearing the gauntlet either way. <laughs> yeah, click my fingers and we're in LA. Uh, travel to America and spend the best part of a year uh, basically drifting around the 48 states uh, and making 12 feature-length documentaries around the subjects of let's say, gun control, uh, sexuality, uh, medicine, religion, terrorism, uh, food and food creation, uh, diet and all that stuff. Um, loads more. And we want to make a daily vlog as we go around. So we're going to, like, I'd love to go and visit, say, uh, the Cryptozoological Museum in Portland, Maine. Or I'd love to go to the Amityville House or what's left of it. Yeah. Uh, I make a little, like, five-minute video. Make a vlog of that day, uh, traveling from place to place. Uh, I want to meet loads of fans, uh, have the crack, but also be able to keep my respectful distance. Go, <laughs> okay, goodbye now. Um, do you know, if we're having having dinner in the evening, I don't mind seating at a table with, like, 30 people and we have the banter. I want to do some live shows, so if anybody there has, like, uh, 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 comedy clubs, I'm, I'm in touch with a load of comedians, a load of YouTubers and podcasters, and they'll all have connections in yeah. the cities that I'm going to. So I want to like land into maybe, uh, I think I think a hundred cities we're going to hit, okay, and from well. those we'll use those as like a satellite base. So say for example we'd be in Austin, Texas, and we do like you know a sixty mile radius, seventy mile radius of all the things in Austin. Stay there for a week and just hit up all the stuff, and then move on and go to like Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and then hit all the stuff in Louisiana, and then hit you know uh, Cincinnati Ohio and hit all the things in Ohio but have the one place yeah so yeah. the funds are basically going the phase two is then going for accommodation uh, fuel and food 
which is all we need when we're there. I already have bought the equipment of my own personal, you know, I got, I got a loan, we have some business money, put all the stuff together and bought uh, uh, a load of top drawer equipment. I have all the cameras, all the microphones, memory, memory cards, hard drives, lights, you know, all the fucking bells and whistles to make it look whopper good. Uh, make 12 documentaries, sell them to Netflix, make a million pound, <laughs> and then come home to Ireland, edit up the, the docs, uh, get get them get them sent off, get that million quid, and then make a, a media empire where I'll be able to hire people on, give people jobs, and to make media, to make videos on conspiracy theories, but also to develop other podcasts that I have interest in, like my own one, Why Press Play, which is on hiatus at the moment, to be able to, you know, fund small creators, not unlike a, a, a 368 by Casey Neistat at the moment. Mm. I have aspirations for being able to maybe inject a bit of creative direction or at least... Uh, uh, you know, fund and manage young to middle-aged Irish <laughs> to be able to circumvent this um, bottleneck of the RTE, you know, uh, uh, golden fleece that people are trying to get that you have to go through hoops and you're only there to produce this kind of stuff. There's people producing stuff and you know them, Johnny, and I know them every day. That's 10 times better than the shite you see on telly yeah. that, are, that are made for a global audience that see a very small amount of eyeballs and i think with a little bit of direction a little bit of help a little bit of production and a centralized you know unilateral oligarchical control no a centralized <laughs> uh, uh, perfect production balanced. system that they'll be able to be you know funded or or at least supported uh, with lens of gear in this kind of stuff. so that's the end game like in t- three years time i want to have that for for right now tcg tv is 12 documentaries a daily vlog and we get out into America and get to meet the people that we only talk about on the show. Get to meet the YouTubers and podcasters, collaborate, talk about stuff with authority rather than looking at it through the lens of just a couple of windows on a computer and going, oh, I wish I I wish I knew what it was like to be there. And I'm actually going to fucking be there. Smell the grass, smell the blood in the air, you know, <laughs> touch the man's hand that struck him down. These kind of things. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a big undertaking. Yeah. And, and man, you get more ambitious every time I talk to you. Yeah, the last it. time, which was actually the last episode we done on this show, uh, as you were plugging GoFundMe, you'd mentioned the 12 documentaries and all this. But, and that was only, when we talked about the, the year of the snow, what was that, like two months ago? About that. At that point, there was no mention of the media empire. Oh, well, that's always in the background. Well, that's, I know it was in the background. You, gotta ha- you know when you're in a job interview and someone's like, where do you see yourself in five years? And I'm like, oh, I want to be like an Irish Casey Neistat who's yeah. developing, producing, creating, and collaborating. Well, I knew that was always your ambition. Yeah. But it's only, this is the first time, as you were plugging it, that I've heard you go yeah, into that much. Fuck it. That, well, yeah, no, let you whole, should. Let's show the whole Mickey, not just the helmet. And, and and as well, like, I want to make a daily vlog, and the fastest way to a million followers is a daily vlog. I yeah. could do a daily vlog now, it'd be the fucking most boring thing in the world. All it'll be is me sitting on a computer for 8 to 12 hours a day, which is all I do. Because mm. I'm preparing, I'm editing, I'm recording, I'm studying. When we're out in America, I'll have a load of episodes in the can, ready to release, so you're not going to miss anything. <laughs> and... I'm going to be able to make new ones with collaborations with the guys who were actually involved in the thing. Imagine doing an episode, like a mini episode of an hour on simulation theory with a fucking quantum physicist who's developing quantum computing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that would be ideal. And yeah, that's what I'm yeah. kind of looking for is getting loads of those. 
So for the hundreds of hours of footage, say if you're doing an interview with a dude and it's an hour long, right? Maybe two or three minutes of that go into the documentary, but there's an hour long interview there. So I'm going to take that hour long interview and make that available for my Patreon people. Very good. So you guys have a Patreon account as well, right? Not yet because we don't have the content for it, ah. but the, the goal is to have one eventually. I think you should, man. Patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys is my one. And there's literally hundreds of hours of extra material, outtakes from the show. I won't need one once videos. those Make the Universe Balanced t-shirts well, start selling. you got to get that. Make the, <laughs> make the Universe Balanced again. But but sorry I, think, I interrupted. I think it's, it's you know, uh, I, I want to make this thing and it's coming to a point where we're getting millions of downloads. Like we're up to, I think, 16 million for the entire show in its history, which is oh. seriously impressive, yeah. right? Oh. When you're talking about five hours an episode, that's like... You know, seventy when you're million about a podcast hours. That completely, grew, you know, grew in a kitchen. It wasn't, yeah, not like Joe Rogan or Kevin Smith or anything or any off of, of Gimlet or Panoply or you know any of the Paracast yeah, network. Yeah, like yeah. it's not a network. It's me, yeah, in me jocks, in a room that smells like farts, getting bed sores, <laughs> sitting at a computer for twelve hours. Pain, a day. Like, a that's beautiful picture. Of that's what it is, man. That's how the fucking sausage gets made. And it wouldn't be there only for I'm the sausage maker. And I think, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to branch out. I want to do this stuff. I want to make something cool. So we're not looking at Irish media. Like we sit and look at Irish media and go like, oh, fuck, could you not do better than that? Could you not do better than that? You have a whole television station behind you and you couldn't make better than that. I guess this interview may, or this podcast may come back to haunt me when I make the episodes and they're not up to some, some somebody's fucking standards. But at least I'm trying. I'm, do, I'm out there doing it. Phase one is fit more than fifty percent complete. I'm fully confident that I get the full seventy five thousand, which is the the entire goal for the whole thing. That will leave us comfortable, as well as that Patreon money, all that stuff together. We're going to make something amazing. And if you want to be involved, GoFundMe.com slash TCGTV and check it out. Or the details are on our website, thoseconspiracyguys.com. And and that's the thing as well. Just to emphasize, a lot of people think or may think that they don't want to fund something if they're not sure. I, I find this with Kickstarter a lot. Sure, a lot of people yeah, yeah, don't yeah. fund stuff because they think, oh, if it doesn't reach the goal, it's, it's, not, a waste it's of money. not going to get made. Exactly. But you plan to do something no matter what. Oh, well. Whether you reach. Like, Claire is taking a year off from her job as a teacher. So from the 1st of September, she's not going to be going back to work. Yeah. I'm already full time with this. So from the start of the summertime, we're going to be going around Ireland making like mini docs getting practice trying to find the workflow trying to dump data and try and use a cloud service because i don't want to be carrying hard drives all around america like all of the preparations start like five months before we're going to leave we're leaving at the end of october yeah she's definitely taking a year out so right there happened. was a certain amount of stress this time last year when we were talking about this planning it i don't know if she was going to like if we had to reach a certain amount of money there was a little bit of uh uh a little bit of, I guess, stress at yeah, the start yeah. of the year. I was putting up a couple of negative comments going, hey, I'm, come on, guys, you got to donate or this thing isn't going to happen. Like now, no matter how much money we get from now, we're definitely going for as long as the money lasts. And if we're like scrimping and saving, eating ramen out of a fucking hot lunchbox, do you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, when we're driving from El Paso to fucking Baton Rouge, like it's going to happen. Patreon yeah. are really supporting our show. We would have enough to tip along barely. Yeah, yeah, in a shitbox car, but it would be and have five yeah. documentaries. Yes, yeah, so over be much, four months. Yeah, much yeah. scale down kind of a a, a project. But we're definitely going. So don't feel don't feel afraid or yeah. apprehensive. So like, all it means is what happens if we donate and it doesn't happen? Like it's it happening. Happens, yeah, for shizzle. 
just the more donate, the more happens. That's exactly. The better it gets, the more money goes in. And there's so many generous people. I think there's over 800 now that have donated. Some of them are donating like 100 dollars, two hundred euros. Like you don't have to donate that much. We need fourteen thousand people to give a fiver, and that's the entire thing funded. Fourteen thousand people give a fiver. We already have eight hundred people, so we just need thirteen thousand people more to go. I'll buy you a pint for the four hundred hours. <laughs> of shows that I've already put out. If you haven't ever given that to the show, just give a fiver. Yeah. I think the last episode and people are always was offering pints, and you don't yeah, drink. So I don't fucking makes... drink. I've drank it seven years. <laughs> so the last episode I think was um, Big Pharma. So the Big Pharma episode has over a hundred thousand downloads now. I think it is. It might be up around one hundred forty thousand. Oh. So like, if ten percent of the people who just listened to the Big Pharma episode gave five euro. We could make a fucking savage documentary. Yeah. Like I'm talking about like something like along the lines of Louis Theroux or Reggie Watts or, you know, uh, uh, Anthony Bourdain, like those kind of things, meeting people, talking, doing interviews, but also investigating a little bit, digging a bit deep, like trying to find the guys who know the guys who know the thing. It's going to be epic. And uh, if you wanted to donate, gofundme.com slash TCGTV. I'd really appreciate it. Great. And that's, the GoFundMe and the Patreon is slash patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys well and you get you get loads more for Patreon like there's loads of like exclusive videos and all the stuff from the podcast itself yeah. but that also goes to supporting us when we're on the road so. excellent and uh, you can find us here just on the mic having the crack in a few weeks <laughs> uh, we don't have a Patreon or a GoFundMe because we haven't had content in ages uh, it's going to get better especially once the summer rolls around then I, I, my plan is to have the Patreon up for the summer uh, oh cool which is still a long way away but i want yeah. to have content to go up there from day one uh it's been very hard to get stuff going with the podcast itself the last I tell five you, man, months this fucking podcasting game ain't easy no that's it a fact. Is not well to make, it to is, make the content it, well to make the content to get it done to get somebody over to talk about it to prep it to edit it to publish it to promote yeah. it and i know there's children doing it and there's apps, <laughs> there's apps like Anchor that make it super easy. All you have to do is have a phone and a mouth. Yeah, yeah. But to actually make a podcast into a business that generates money enough so that you can do it full time, very difficult. That's it. But one, there's a statistic. I think one percent of all podcasts get more than two thousand downloads in a month. It's one percent. Wow. It gets more than two thousand in a month. Two thousand downloads. In April, we got one point seven million downloads yeah, for our that's, show. That's like, made that's me feel very good. <laughs> the fucking the 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 stats on podcasts like there's lads Wait, out what, there. Sorry, just one percent. Only as far one... as I remember, it's top of my head stuff from Libsyn stats from from last year. One percent of all podcasts in the world get more than two thousand downloads in a month. Is in only one percent go? Like, only one percent get more than ninety nine percent get less than two thousand a month. Wow. Yeah. If you're, if so you're, I, we're like, well, you're way in the one yeah, percent. If this you get the more only time a, I've ever been a one percenter. If you get more than a thousand downloads in a month, you're in the top fifteen percent of all podcasts. Like it's bananas the amount of podcasts are being produced and yeah. so much work is being put into them, and like three hundred people listen to them or less. Do you know? Yeah, there's a few podcasts I listen to where I'm aware that they're got, they know, they've got like a, yeah. a fraction of what we have. They know their like, listeners by name. There, yeah, yeah, and I'm like, but they're really good <laughs> yeah that's and they're not being recognized so there's there's a whole new uh, evolution of media being created like a whole like it's like being a youtube of 2007 right now for podcasting and we have to grow it right so that it doesn't end up with like club feet or a fucking mm. you know 
a hump on its back. We have to grow it. (laughs) Yeah. Works again. We have to develop it and nurture it and, you know, support independent creators, man. Do you know? That's it. Well, that's a good way to end it. Positive. Yeah. And uh, Gordo will be back because I need him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always here until I'm not, man. But until then, have a nice apocalypse.